Open with me, please, to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. 1 Corinthians 12. On Friday nights, we've been on a subject called the things of the Spirit. The things of the Spirit. And it's based on 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14. We'll begin reading in verse 1 again, and we're reading in the Young's literal translation. And as we've said repeatedly, a number of your modern translations just don't get it right on these chapters. And it's because people's experience or lack of it and their doctrine comes through. When you start talking about the gifts of the Spirit, the very first thing here says, he says, I don't want you to be ignorant about these things. So if the Lord says, I don't want you to be ignorant about these things, what could you guess? There's a whole lot of ignorance about these things. And as he goes through talking about the nine different gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit, people who've not accepted other parts of the word being filled with the Spirit, speaking in other tongues, they're not going to understand these things. And so they try to make them natural instead of spiritual and try to explain why people don't have an experience of these things. But we must not water down the Word to match our lack of experience. We should believe God to elevate our experience to match the Word. If you'll be honest and humble, you'll always come across things in the Word that you're not there yet. Nobody has arrived at complete Christ-like perfection in this life yet. Well, that means you need to come up higher. You need to develop. You need to change. Hmm? Look at your neighbor. Help him out and say, you need to change. Now, if you don't need to change, that means you've arrived at Christ-like perfection, full development. If you'd say, well, I wouldn't say that, well, then you need to change, (laughs) right? If you hadn't arrived, you need to change. I need to change. we, We need to develop. In fact, something that I've seen more clearly looking at this passage, this Chapter chapter 12 begins by talking about the manifestations and things of the Spirit. Uh, the first part of it, the, the last part of it, at least as much scripture space and time, deals with the body of Christ. And the 13th chapter, he talks about growing up. And he continues to talk about developing and growing up through the 14th chapter. One of the central themes of this 12th, 13th, and 14th chapter chapters uh, is growing up, developing, growing up spiritually. So let's begin reading and we'll read in the Young's literal. He said, I do not wish you to be ignorant concerning these spiritual things, brethren. Verse 2, let's keep reading. You've known that you were nations unto the dumb idols as you were dumb means not speaking. Idols who don't speak. As you were led being carried away Wherefore, I give you to understand that no one in the Spirit of God speaking, another translation says, under the influence 
speaking under the influence of the Spirit of God, can say Jesus is anathema or cursed, and no one is able to say or speaking by the influence of the Spirit that Jesus is Lord. You can't say, if you're speaking by the influence of a spirit, and he's talking about prophecy and tongues and interpretation, which is why I keep saying so many of your modern translations, they'll just, oh, they'll mess all this up. And that's why I'm reading the Young's Literal. The Spirit of God influencing and giving inspiration to speak, any of that utterance is going to glorify Jesus every time. And um, a wrong spirit influencing somebody to speak is never going to glorify Jesus. Never. Verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, the same spirit. There are diversities of ministrations and the same Lord. There are diversities of workings or operations. It's the same God who's working the all in all. And uh, one of the reasons why I keep saying Uh, don't refer to all of this as gifts. Because you can see right here, he's talking about three different things, two other things besides gifts. He's talking about manifestations. He's talking about gifts. He's talking about ministries. He's talking about operations. And you'll find some of the modern translations, they'll insert the word gifts in these verses when they shouldn't, when it's not there. We need to, how many think we need to treat the word with respect? And don't add to it. Don't take from it. If you don't understand it, you don't understand it. But don't change it. Right? Believe God to show you what it means. And you'll hear sometimes people say, well, see there, that's not right. I mean, these passages don't even agree with each other. It proves it's not right. No, honey, child, you just found out something you don't understand. You're elevating your intellect with God's. And say, well, I read it, and it makes no sense. So it's not right. You've been alive about this long. And no less than the bottom of a thimble. Compared to him. If if you've walked with the Lord very long, and you'll have a, a little bit of humility about yourself, you'll learn. I mean, there's been things... That I, I've read and I didn't understand it. And I'd ask the Lord, Lord, what, how does that, this looks like it doesn't agree with this. And, and how do these fit together? But acknowledging, Lord, if you said it, it's right. Whether I see it or I don't. If you said it, it's right. And sometimes 10 years later, 15 years later, 20 years later, just be going along and all at once see it. And go, oh, well, of course. Right? That's what that, well, it's right there. That's what it said. Has that ever happened to you? Come on, has that ever happened to you? So, if you show respect to the Word, you'll continue to get light. If you don't, if you get an attitude, you act like you're smarter than God, you'll just stay in the dark. You won't see things. And you'll think it's confirming that you believe there's nothing there. Oh, it's there. You're just blind spiritually. And your ears are closed. How many want to see some more? Yes. Well, we've got to have our heart right. Amen. Keep reading verse 7. To each has been given the manifestation of the Spirit for profit. For to one through the Spirit has been given a word of wisdom. Not the gift of wisdom. A word of wisdom. And to another, a word of knowledge. Not the gift of knowledge. There's people trying to turn it into something that it's not. 
a word of knowledge. We've already covered this. If you haven't been with us, you can go online and you can watch or listen to the broadcast. You can go back in the back and get a DVD or CD. It won't cost you anything. But we've already gone over these in detail. Verse 9, to another faith in the same spirit, to another gifts of healings in the same spirit, to another inworkings of mighty deeds, King James says workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discernings of spirits, to another divers kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. So he mentions nine manifestations, gifts, ministries, operations, because some, a number of these are both and all three are all four. And we separate them to, uh, to learn about them, but oftentimes they work together. You'll have two or three of these or four or five of these happening at the same time. And, um, It says, all these does work the one in the same spirit, dividing to each severally or individually as he intends. So we have nine of these, and they can be grouped in three groups of three. Three of these reveal something. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. Three of these do something. They're manifestations of power. Faith our special faith, gifts of healings, and workings of miracles. And three of these are speaking utterances. They say something. Different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Three, three, and three. Now, um, for time's sake, let's skip down to the 14th chapter this evening and continue talking about tongues. We've covered the three Revelation manifestations. We've covered the three uh, power manifestations. And uh, I had thought to have already covered most of this. But I hadn't covered half of what I thought. And, uh, and it, 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 sh- it should be obvious to me because he just mentioned the uh, Revelation manifestations and the power manifestations. But here an entire chapter is devoted to the utterance manifestations. You don't see that with the others. Chapter 14, the entire chapter is about tongues, interpretation, and prophecy. Now, like we've already mentioned, you know, there there are people who try to say, no, no, you know, speaking in other tongues, that's not for us today. That, That passed away, and people imagine that they have confirmation of that. But it's simply not true. And among other things, why would you give an entire chapter in the middle of the New Testament to something that's not going to apply to us? Because you certainly don't need any instruction about something that's not even going to be applicable in the next generation. The Word of God is not dated. It is inspired. It's living. And there's even historical evidence that there's always been a group from the day of Pentecost through every century up until today, there's always been a group of talkers and tongues, tongue talkers. The uh, Ephesians were tongue talkers. The church at Ephesus, the church at Colossae, they were tongue talkers. All of these churches were groups that spoke in other tongues, other languages. 
People try that, that don't speak in tongues sometimes don't like that, and, and they try to explain it away, and uh, it's a mistake. It's a big mistake. And then some people that do have tried to tell other folks, well, if you don't speak in tongues, you don't have the Spirit. That's not true either. It's the same Spirit that you're born again of. But they're just, there's more. And there's always more. No matter if you've been filled and speaking in tongues for years, don't get to thinking you've arrived. There's much more. Always much more in the Spirit of God. And these are nine of the main ways the Holy Spirit manifests himself in believers' lives in every generation. He does not change. 1 Corinthians 14, would you look there with me? Verse 1. He said, pursue the love and seek earnestly the spiritual things. That's referring to the nine that we've already talked about. But then he begins to emphasize the utterance manifestations. He said, but rather that you may prophesy. Prophesying is utterance in a tongue or language that you know. It's inspired utterance in the language you normally speak. It is not something you prepared or wrote down or memorized. It is something, people might call it spontaneous. It's something that comes not out of your head, but out of your spirit. And prophesying and speaking in tongues and interpretation are very similar. Very similar. In fact, tongues with interpretation is called the equal to prophecy in this very chapter. He who's speaking in a tongue, to men he does not speak, but to God, for no one hearkens or understands. So this has to be speaking in other tongues, because nobody understands what he's saying. So people say, well, what in the world good does that do? Keep reading. In the Spirit, he speaks what? Secrets. Divine mysteries. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Divine mysteries, he said. You know, the enemy, the devil himself, does not understand all languages. Even though he's been around, because he, he's just simply not omniscient. He doesn't know everything. He's a created being. He's learned a lot because he's been around a long time. But the Bible says in, in the 13th chapter, if you speak in the tongues of men and of angels... So it's possible to speak in languages that other men speak on the earth, the planet that you never learned. It's also possible to speak in heavenly languages. And so because of that, your head wouldn't know it, wouldn't recognize it when you heard it. You're not qualified mentally to say this sounds like a language or it doesn't sound like a language. I've heard languages just of men and women in the earth that did not sound like a language to me at all. It just, you think, well, that's a language? But it is. <laughs> and what, what do uh, angelic languages sound like? We wouldn't know. But it's possible when you speak in tongues to speak any of these. 
This is amazing. And so that means it's possible for you to be praying and saying things that the devil and all his cohorts cannot understand or get in on. God is the greatest understand the one who understands strategy. And he doesn't reveal all of his strategy and plan. Just like if you're at war with another country, you don't want them knowing your plans. I mean, there used to be big banners in the, during World War II, loose lips sink ships. Watch what you say. Because the end of there were spies all around trying to hear, trying to find out the plan. And you're talking about somebody who can keep a secret? God can keep a secret. (laughs) I'm telling you, for thousands of years, even though God said it, he prophesied it in the Garden of Eden, that the the man was going to crush Satan's head, the serpent's head. Even though the serpent had you know, hurt the man's heel, he's going to be crushed through a man. And the devil had millennia to figure that out and never did. Never did. Because when it came down to it and Jesus was crucified, the devil was pushing that. He was behind Herod. He was behind the, the Pharisees. and the, He was pushing it. And the scripture said, if he had known... Have you read that? If he had known what was happening, he would never have crucified the Lord of glory because it was his undoing. He will never be able to recover from this. Even today, even though he's so active, he's on the clock. It's already been determined. It's already been decided. He will never recover from this. He's been stripped to naught. He's been defeated. He's under the feet of the body of Christ. And you or I are in the body. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Well, today, the Lord's doing things throughout the earth. And he doesn't want these plans divulged ahead of time to give the enemy opportunity to try to hinder them and stop them unnecessarily. So how are you and I going to pray out divine plan when we don't even know it in our head and do it in such a way that not even the devil and his cohorts can understand it and find out there's a way. I said there's a way. There's a way. It is. I know other churches and groups, they mock it. They make fun of it. They say y'all are cultic. Y'all are off. Your doctrine is wrong. But we're reading scriptures, brother, sister. Is that right? We're reading the Bible. No, there is a way to speak and pray divine secrets, mysteries. Hallelujah. Oh, friend, we ought to do it. We ought to do it. We ought to do it. On a regular basis, get somewhere and sit down, and for once, just don't turn the TV on. I know it's a novel idea, but just just don't turn it on, and you don't have to answer that phone or every text or everything that buzzes or beeps. Get somewhere quiet and say, Father, help me to pray out the mysteries 
of your plan for me, for our church, for the body of Christ, for our generation. Help me to pray out what I don't see, what I don't. I mean, how much do you know about the future? But he sees the end from the beginning. And you just start praying in the spirit, praying in other tongues. I'm telling you, you won't go far. The Holy Spirit will hook right up with you. Oh, glory to God. And you'll be aware something bigger than me is involved in this. Something bigger than me. And you begin to pray in the spirit and all manner of things can be asked are spoken, are said, are decreed, are declared. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you do it in faith, do it from your heart. Amen. He will provide the utterance. And all the while, your head, most of the time, doesn't have a clue. Amen. And so you have to just quiet your mind and, uh, and keep going. But then there will also be times where you'll get an interpretation of part of what you were praying. Or you'll just know in your heart and mind, revelation will come about what you were praying. But either way, most of it you're not going to understand. But either way, you do it in faith. And when you get through, you say, thank you, Lord. Thank you you for helping me to pray out divine mysteries, divine secrets. Thank you you for helping me to do this. And the Bible says, he goes into the very next couple of verses, it, this has a charging energizing, renewing effect on your inner man while you do this. Keep reading. He who's prophesying to men does speak edification and exhortation and comfort. I think we'll be talking about that sometime at the rate I'm going. It doesn't look like tonight. (laughs) But can you come back? A big key to understanding this chapter is noticing who is being spoken to. Because there are, for instance, there's different kinds of tongues. Did you see that? Kinds of tongues. We'd say languages. Kinds of tongues or languages. There are at least three categories of tongues or languages that I'm aware of. One is a sign tongue. And this is speaking, excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself, a sign tongue. The other is a ministry tongue. And not all have this. That's that's where it said, do all speak with tongues? And the answer is no. It's talking about this. But this ministry tongue is speaking to men. Did you hear that phrase? Speaking to men. But then there's what I'd call personal tongue. And that's not speaking to men. That's speaking to God. Come on, can you see that? Very important to notice when it says speaking to men versus speaking to God. One place it says speaking to yourself and to God, which is different from speaking to other people. Big key to understand this. And a big key to understanding this chapter is that oftentimes when he says speaking in a tongue, you could almost don't do it because that's what we've been talking about not doing the whole time. But in your mind, you could almost put a parenthesis there that says tongue without interpretation. He's talking most of the time about a tongue without an interpretation. You'll see what I mean as we read this. Verse uh, 
For he who is speaking in a tongue himself does what? Edify. Now the word edify means to build up. It also means to raise up. It's used even talking about building a house or building a building. You start rising up. It's it's building and it's rising. He who's speaking in a tongue, this is again a tongue you don't know, a tongue that has no interpretation. You are doing what? You are building, you are personally being charged up, built up, raised up. This alone is reason to do it a lot. And we've already talked about another huge reason. Divine mysteries. Secrets that you're able to pray out. Things your head doesn't know, couldn't know. He who's prophesying is edifying the assembly. Verse 5. Well, I I tell you, back back up to verse 3, because we need to go over this a little bit more carefully. He who's prophesying, who's he speaking to? To men. To edification, exhortation, and comfort. Back up to verse 2 again. He's speaking in a tongue, a tongue you don't know, a language you don't know, a language without an interpretation. Who are you speaking to? To God. He's not speaking, he even goes further than that. He says, he's not speaking to men. He is speaking to God. I've seen people who don't understand these things come by somebody who was just praying and not interrupting a service or anything like that. And they say, you shouldn't be praying a tongue unless you're interpreting. Well, they're not talking to you. <laughs> Come on, can you see that? Amen. So they don't need an interpretation. Yes. What does need an interpretation, if somebody pops up and says they're going to speak a tongue to the congregation, that should have an interpretation. Because right. then that's speaking what? Yes. To men. Yes. Speaking to God. Speaking to men, two different things. No man hearkens or understands, and in the spirit, he's speaking secrets. Don't you like that? Secrets with God. Do you like that or not? You and God talking secrets. Dealing with kingdom business. Nobody else, not even the devil. None of his spirits that have been around for millennia who might know 2,000 languages by now. They still thought, I never heard that one. (laughs) What is that? What language is it? Do you know that one? No. You know? No. Okay. Can't get in on it. (laughs) Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God, he can do anything. He just, he's got it. Keep reading, we're in verse 4. You edify yourself. Prophecies for primarily for edifying the assembly. Verse 5. I wish you all to speak with tongues. Now, um, this is one of the verses that if you accept the word, you should... Uh, you should believe that everybody can and should speak in tongues. Every believer. People say, well, no, it's not for everybody. 
Let, let me read this to you from some other translations, some very accurate translations. 1 Corinthians 14, 5, the, the ESV, the English Standard says, Now I want you all to speak in tongues. The ASV says, I would have you all speak with tongues. The NIV says, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. The Weiss says, I desire that all of you be speaking in tongues. Well, if it's not for everybody, he's sure making a wrong statement there, isn't he? We could say, Paul, don't you understand? It's not for everybody. What's the even bigger deal is the Spirit of God who's speaking through him. You reckon he knows? Do you believe this verse or not? Yes. Mark 15, or excuse me, was it 16, 16, 17 says, these signs will follow them that believe. One of the first signs mentioned is what? They will speak with new tongues. We're new creatures. Amen. We got a new covenant. Amen. We are new wine skins with new wine. We sing a new song. We're looking for new heavens, new earth. Why shouldn't we speak with new tongues? New creatures. New creation. New man. New tongues. New languages. It's for everybody. Please don't, don't rob yourself of this valuable, valuable Ability and gift in God. How many would acknowledge and say it's for everybody? everybody. And when I say everybody, I mean believers. And of course, who can become a believer? (laughs) This speaking in tongues is for everyone. Now, don't misunderstand me. You heard me give my testimony. I was a Christian for years who didn't speak in tongues. And I struggled with it because I didn't understand how to receive. I've been a Christian now many more years who does speak in tongues. So I've experienced both sides of it. I can say without hesitation, with is better. (laughs) Now, if you've never done both, you don't know. So just hush. (laughs) If you have no experience in it, you don't know. If you want to learn about it, you should talk to people who have some experience with it. And everybody with any understanding will look at you quick and say, you can too. This is for you too. Don't let it bug you. Don't let it bother you. Just say, Lord, show me. Teach me. Show me how to receive. Would you do it? Somebody needs to. We got got some people watching us right now, I believe, that need to. I'm talking about through the camera lens. Besides anybody inside, say it out loud then, Father God. God. Show me about this. this. Teach me how to receive. receive. If this truly belongs to me. Reveal it to me. Confirm it to me. Show me how to receive. Show me how to yield. I will yield to you. To your word. Whatever you say. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're serious and sincere about that. It won't be long. You'll be right along with the rest of us. Just as wide eyed and as excited. (laughs) You'll be one of them. (laughs) and you'll be so happy about it (laughs) keep reading Uh, I want all of you to speak with tongues he said but more that you may prophesy and in fact a few verses later he says you may all prophesy now some people hear that and go I don't know about that everybody's not 
can't be a prophet. He didn't say everybody be a prophet. Hmm? Prophecy is not the same thing as being a prophet. And prophecy is not the same thing as predicting the future. A lot of people have assumed that because of a lack of knowledge, lack of understanding. We'll talk about that perhaps later. For greater is he who's prophesying than he who's speaking with tongues, except one may interpret that the assembly may receive edification. So that's why we say tongues with interpretation is the equal of prophesying. Now, brethren, if I come to you speaking in tongues, what shall I profit you except I speak to you either in revelation? Now, again, this is speaking in tongues, languages you don't know without an interpretation. If I speak to you either in revelation or knowledge or in prophesying or teaching, unless I do that, how's it going to benefit you? And you'll see he keeps talking about that which edifies the church. If it doesn't benefit the church, why are you trying to do it in the service? There's a tongue that's ministry, and there's a tongue that's personal. And a whole lot of things that people get, they get stirred up in their spirit and excited, a lot of times that's just for you. That's just for you. That's not for everybody to give out. And so we must discern between the two. He said, uh, things without life-giving sound, whether pipe or harp, in a difference of the sounds may not give. How shall it be known what's piped or which is harped? Keep going. If an uncertain sound of the trumpet may give, who will prepare himself for the battle? You won't. If you through the tongue, speech easily understood, may not give, how shall it, that which is spoken be known, for you'll be speaking to the air. And I know this is not easy to read, but it's very accurate. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices or languages in the world, none of them is unmeaning. If then I do not know the power of the voice, I shall be to him who's speaking a foreigner. And he who is speaking to is to me a foreigner. So also you, since you are earnestly desirous of spiritual gifts, for the building up of the assembly, seek that you may abound. Now he talked about growing up in the 13th chapter. He said, when I was a child, thought like a child, spoke like a child. But then when I grew up and developed, I put away childish things. When a church is full of children, spiritually, all they think about is what benefits me. All they seek is self-edification. But when you begin to grow up in the Lord, and you do actually begin to mature, you don't just think about your own personal benefit. You begin to think about how the Lord can use you to edify others, to build up, to encourage, to exhort, to edify, to comfort others. And the greatest way you can do that is beyond your natural ability. It's through these manifestations. The Spirit of God will give you things to say to people, to pray over people, to minister to people that will help build them up, that will help encourage them, that will help comfort them and console them. And the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all, to benefit the whole. Keep reading. Wherefore he who's speaking in a tongue, that's a tongue without an interpretation, obviously, let him pray that he may interpret. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit does pray, and my understanding is unfruitful. 
What then is it? I will pray with the spirit. I will pray also with the understanding. I'll sing psalms with the spirit. I'll sing psalms also with the understanding. Ephesians talks about this. Colossians talks about this. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Not only can we speak in tongues. We can sing in tongues. And you can reach a higher place in doing so. Now you might say, well, Brother Keith, I'm not a singer. That has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Everybody can sing. Not everyone should record. (laughs) But everyone, do you believe it or not? Everyone, God's not listening for your perfect pitch. He's not listening for what key you're in. What's he listening most of all to? Your heart. Your heart. And when you lift up your voice by faith and begin to sing in other tongues, it takes your personal praise and worship to a whole nother level. Do you believe it, saints? I'm telling just lifting your voice and making the effort to sing, you'll step into a stronger anointing immediately, stronger presence of the Lord. And this is something that should be done. It can be done as a group together in the church, but it should it's something that's primarily should be done at home. At home. Most people don't. But we can. And we should. Amen. You can sit in your chair at home. You can ride in your car going down the road. Don't even need a radio. And break into song. Just break into song. So, Mr. Willa, how's it go? You don't know till you start. <laughs> huh? It doesn't have to rhyme. Your timing doesn't have to be perfect. Like we said, your pitch, your key. Don't, don't think about all that. Just by faith. You have an example, 150 examples of these. In the book of Psalms, every one of these was given by the spirit of prophecy, which tongues and interpretation is the equal of. Every one of those is inspired utterance. And I know we've read them, they're Psalms, but these are songs accompanied by musicians. You might think, well, they don't look like they they rhyme to me. Like I already said, they don't have to rhyme. That's a limited idea of it. And of course, you've got to remember, this sometimes, by the time it got to English, it, it came through another couple of languages. So if we just saw it and heard it in its original form, you'd think, oh, that's a great song. <laughs> but here's the great thing you can do. Something the Lord led me to do years ago. To go back, and uh, the, the ones at the end of the um, book like Psalm 125, for instance, through 150, emphasize music, and a lot of times they even talk about the instruments, and a lot of them are short. And the Lord prompted me, go back and sing those. Sing Psalm 125. Then sing 126. Then sing 127. Then sing 130. Now this will take a few minutes. 
But what else are you doing? And he said, when you get to Psalm 150, you'll be going real good by then. Then go ahead and sing Psalm 151. Somebody said, where is that? I don't have that in my Bible. Exactly. <laughs> That's a new song that you're singing. And, and you, the, the inspiration of these have helped to get you primed and going and flowing. If you're serious about this, if you're hungry about this, do it. Get your Bible down, open it up, start singing Psalm 125. Just go to the next one, go to the next one, go to the next one. You'll find the further you go, the better it gets. Stronger the flow gets. Because you, you get into it better. You might say, well, how does, it, how, do, how does it go? Do it by faith. How do I sing it? Just do it by faith. God's not critiquing you on your musical ability. But this is something that's supposed to be a part of spirit-filled believers' lives. It's a key. Be filled speaking. Did you hear that phrase? Be filled speaking. Say it out loud. Be filled speaking. They were all filled with the Spirit and they... Spoke. The speaking and the being filled are connected. They're connected. Keep reading. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding. I will sing psalms with the Spirit. I will sing psalms with the understanding. You can sing your psalm in another tongue. You can sing Psalm 151 in tongues if you want to. But don't sing them all in tongues. Sing one with your understanding. Just by faith. By faith. Do it by yourself where nobody else can hear you or critique you. Do it by yourself. Sing. Lift up your voice. You can do it anywhere. Anytime. Did you see what he said? Back up to the previous verse. Say it out loud. I will. I will. Could you say, I will kneel down right here and pray yes. with my understanding. He said, I can do the same thing with my spirit, which we know from previous verses is speaking in a language you don't understand. That's what he called praying in the spirit. Can you say, I'm going to sing a psalm that I know? Yes. Hmm? Yes. I'm going to do it right now. Yes. Could you do that? Yes. He said, I can do the same thing with my spirit. I can sing psalms with my spirit. Hallelujah. And when you do, you step into a flow of the Spirit. You step into a stronger place. Can you say, Amen? Amen. Amen. Or I'll think about it. Or... Amen. Keep going. He said, If you bless with the Spirit, but well, we missed a verse, verse 15, missed the latter part of it. I'll sing Psalms with the understanding and the Spirit. Verse 16. Since if you bless with the Spirit, he who's filling the place of the unlearned, how shall he say amen at your giving of thanks, since what you do say he has not known? You can give thanks in another tongue. The next verse says, you indeed do give thanks well, but the other is not built up. When your mind fails to express what's in your heart, when you don't know 
that's what Romans 8 says. One of our great weaknesses is we know not what we should pray for as we ought. And that's where the Spirit comes in and helps us. When you don't know what to pray for, what do you do? You pray in other tongues. When you've said it, but you're not satisfied. Your heart's full of gratitude and love to the Lord. And you said it, I love you, thank you, 20 times. But you feel like that just didn't cut it. You just didn't quite get there. What do you do? By faith, begin to give thanks in another tongue with all the faith that you have. And the Holy Spirit will give you utterance. And you will give thanks in what God says is well. When God said, boy, you gave thanks that time. That, That was well. How'd you do it? How'd you do it more perfectly? By faith, and faith pleases God, with your heart, God's always looking at your heart, it's a step beyond, big step beyond the mental limitation. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> you want to practice it right now? Oh, yes. <laughs> Are you thankful yes. that the Lord helped you through the day today? Yes. Are you thankful yes. that you got some health? You got some brightness of mind? Are are you thankful that you had something to eat today? You got a place to live? You got a place to stay? You got people that care about you? People you care about that value you? you, Are you thankful that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and they're working on your place tonight? Are you thankful that just a few more breaths and days you're going to be out of here? Are you thankful? Come on, are you thankful? Then let's thank him for that. But let's thank him on another level. Let's thank him well with the Spirit. Come on, right now, are you ready? Father, I thank you. I koe ishne ikawe tini maji. I I give ne olishne. I I give elopon one washnache tiere fonosne to you. I ambude wen inisin gire a efela paris isni mungalo ife haleji awe ishnare awe ikumiche awe ine pano osnofate. In Pane Hade. I I wish nega and I want in Pana and I'm bega inisa and I'm bega aninchie and I'm began in Tanewa in Didnimande Ichilate. Ho way, ho way, ho way, on that ho way. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The more you do that, the longer and the further into that you go, you lose track of time. You lose track of things around about you. You get more in the Spirit. And what God say, how are you giving thanks? You're doing it well. You're doing it top level. You are saying, this is amazing, you're saying exactly what your heart wants to say. But your mind doesn't know how to say it. You're saying exactly what you should say about the situation. The Holy Spirit knows how to say it. You don't. He's not saying it. You are. But he's feeding you the utterance. He's giving you the ability to express it. Oh, glory to God. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Should we do more of this, saints? Let's keep reading. I give thanks to my God more than you all with tongues speaking. King James says, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all, more than all of you. He's having to write and correct them for speaking in tongues at the wrong time and place. This bunch spoke in tongues. And yet he wants them to know, I'm not knocking tongues. He's already said, I want all of you to speak in tongues. Did he say it? More importantly, did the Spirit of God say, I want all of you to speak in tongues? Did we read it in the Bible? Did the Lord say, one of the signs that would follow believers is that they'd speak with new tongues. So don't let anybody talk you out of it then. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Do you believe that? Do you believe that Paul spoke in tongues a lot? Do you believe he did? If he needed to, you need to. I need to. The reason I say it is because the Lord prompted me this afternoon when I'm getting ready. He said, many, many, many in your church are not doing this. They hear it, they nod their head, they agree with it. But they're not doing it. They're not doing it. So, That won't change your life. Can't change anything about yesterday. But if you want to get results, what do you have to do? Have to do it. When did Paul speak in tongues? If he spoke in tongues more than all of them, he'd have to get up speaking in tongues. Is that right? Go to bed talking in tongues. Maybe wake up in the middle of the night speaking in tongues. Walking along the way, walking along the road, speaking in tongues. It's to be a way of life. And you don't have to you don't have to be making a lot of noise. You don't have to be bothering anybody. You can actually speak in your heart. On a level that nobody even hears you. The Bible said Hannah prayed a prayer and spoke in her heart. Her lips moved, but there was no sound coming out, and it's a prayer God heard and gave her a child. So that kind of prayer didn't work, obviously. God's a spirit. Right? He hears your heart. So this is something that he did as a way of life, as a lifestyle. We have so much technology today. You got to watch about having something in your ear all the time. Even teaching and preaching. Because that's not the same as you exercising your spirit and praying in the Spirit. Right? There should be times you've got nothing in your ear except God in your spirit. There should be times that you're the dynamo of your spirit is active and you're speaking by faith, praying by faith, giving thanks by faith, singing by faith, What's this good for? It's praying out, speaking out mysteries. It's edifying and building up your inner man. Do you believe it, saints? I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all. Keep going. Let's go a couple of more. But in the assembly, I wish to speak five words through my understanding that others also I may instruct rather than myriads of words in a tongue, again, without interpretation. Verse 20. 
Brethren, become not children in understanding, but in evil be ye babes in the understanding. Become perfect. Can you see? He keeps emphasizing growing up. In the law it's been written that with other tongues and other lips I will speak to this people. It was prophesied long ago. Isaiah spoke it. And not even so would they hear me, said the Lord. Not everybody would hear it. A lot of folks have just rejected all of this completely. They, they consider us to be off. So that tongues are for a sign. Now again, what tongues? Tongues without an interpretation like happened on the day of Pentecost. When they spoke in tongues and all those people understood them, that is a sign. Sign tongue. That has happened in, in our ministry, I don't know, over the years, four or five, half a dozen times. That I spoke in tongues and I didn't understand what I was saying but the people, people in the congregation understood it. That's happened multiple times. But I didn't know it. I wasn't trying to do it. But it's not something that happens every service, obviously. Not something that you might go months and not, not see that happen. But it does still happen today. Uh, he said, but to the unbelieving, it's a sign. Prophecies, not for the unbelieving, but for the believing. Inspired utterance in a language you can understand is for believers. A tongue that's understood without an interpretation as a sign, that's for unbelievers. Keep going, verse 23. If the whole assembly come together in the same place, you all speak with tongues, and they come in unlearned or unbelievers, will they not say that you're mad? If you're, if instead of me preaching, I was just speaking to you in a tongue minute after minute, and there's no interpretation. (laughs) That'd be wrong. And this is some of the stuff they were doing at the church at Corinth because they're trying to duplicate what happened on the day of Pentecost. You've got to remember, this is not old to these folks. This happened not too long ago, and this is fresh in their mind, and they want to reproduce the day of Pentecost. But if somebody comes in, prophesies, and the unbeliever unlearned, he's convicted by all, he's discerned by all. Keep going. And so the secrets of his heart become manifest, and having fallen upon his face, he'll bow before God, declaring that God really is among you. Let me give you something briefly, and then I think we're, we're ready to close, almost. Let me talk to you about interpretation of tongues. Like I mentioned, some of my strongest influences were Howard Carter's book on this subject and also Brother Kenneth Hagin's book on this subject and then what a small experience we have. The interpretation of a tongue happens like this, and I'm, I'm quoting part of this is from them, part of this is from me. I'll try to divide it. As a, I believe the Brother Hagin's one who said this, as the tongue goes forth, we're talking about interpretation of tongues, how it works. As a tongue goes forth, one is to open up their spirit to the message and revelation of the spirit. One will sense a direction or gist, a substance or essence of what is being said. Interpretation of tongue is not the same as translation of tongues. Are you with me? Interpretation of tongues is not a word for word translation. 
Now God could do it that way. And I'm sure he does at times. But interpretation is another word. Interpretation means you give the sense of what was said. Without necessarily a word for word translation. He went on to say then by faith one begins to express in their own tongue excuse me this is what I wrote this down (laughs) by faith one begins to express in their own tongue what they perceived was being said by the unknown tongue this is similar and equal to prophecy let me read these two things again we're talking about how to get an interpretation and this is not just for congregation Didn't he tell us, pray that you may interpret? Well, you can interpret some things in your own personal life. Not everything that you pray, but some things. As the tongue goes forth, you open up your spirit to the message and revelation of the spirit. And if you should get an interpretation of it, you will sense the direction or the gist the essence of what's being said. And then if you should, if you're prompted to, you begin to express the interpretation of what was said in the tongue. And this, when you're giving the interpretation, it's very, very similar to prophesying. It's the same flow. If the tongue is for the congregation... There should always be an interpretation. The interpretation should minister to and benefit the whole congregation. And the scripture went on to say here that if not, then you just speak to yourself and to God. I know in my own life for years, I made it harder than it is. And you get too much in your head. You don't listen to it and analyze it and try to do something with your head, it's not a head thing. It's a spirit thing. You sense. Everybody say sense. You sense. And if you'll just be tuned up, a lot of times if you hear a tongue and then even before the interpretation comes, you'll have an idea of what it's about. Yes. Not a word-for-word translation now, but again, a word of knowledge is just a revelation of something in the mind of God. And all these flow together. How would you know something? The Lord revealed it to you. You just knew it. You just saw it. You didn't learn it. You didn't figure it out. I don't know, a lot of times I'm, well, last week I started singing in the Spirit here. And not too long into it, I realized that part of what I was saying was God is great. Now that's not complicated. But that is tongues and interpretation. And that can happen in your own personal, private life. It can happen in a congregation. But in your personal life, you're not speaking to men. You're speaking to God. It can, you know, there are times... It can affect you. It can be something that's directed to you too. But primarily you're talking to God. But in the congregation, 
you're not just talking to God. All of us were talking to God, and I interpreted what I, a little bit of what I was saying. Don't try to interpret everything you say and pray. Don't do that. But there will be times. You might have already prayed for 20 minutes about something, and the last minute you got a gist or an essence of what was being said in those last few phrases or, or whatever. And if you'll step out by faith, you can interpret. And you learn, you grow, you develop. If you make a mistake, if you get it wrong, at least you tried. How are you ever going to learn if you don't try? How are you ever going to develop if you never do anything? And I've seen people who are highly developed in this. I mean... There are a few people, I'm thinking of a couple now, they're long going to be with the Lord, thinking two different couples. Oh, man. When husband and wife teams, actually, both of these, now I'm thinking three of them now, three, three different couples, completely separated by time and age and all, even country, some of them. But, oh, man, when the one of them would give a tongue, it's so clear, you almost don't need an interpretation. And then when the other person gave the interpretation, oh man, so accurate. You, you, your spirit's going, that's exactly what was said in that tongue. These things should not be just total mystery to us. This is our heritage. This is our inheritance. And it's not just for preachers. Now not everybody's going to have a ministry like what I'm talking about. This ministry of ministering to people, to congregations in tongues and interpretation, that's what he said in chapter 12, the end of it, do all speak with tongues. He also said, are all prophets, do all have workings of miracles? No, not everybody has that. But that's the speaking in tongues and interpretation to men. But everybody should have the tongues of speaking to God and self-edification, and everybody can pray to interpret some for yourself. And it can be life direction. You get to praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, praying in tongues, and some things come out that'll be a directive word for your day or for your job or for your relationship. Sometimes you won't understand where the word fits or how it means, but just hold on to it. And sometimes for the days out, you go, oh, that's, that's what that was. That's what that was. We don't have to live limited to our little heads. We can live a bigger life. We can live a spiritual life. We can live in contact with the greater one. Who's inside? He's already inside us. 24-7, is that right? He's already there. Like I told you, that, that, that Pentecostal lady accosted me that time and said, Are you saying you can just speak in tongues anytime you want to? And I said, Yeah. She said, mm, no, no, no. You cannot just turn the Holy Ghost off and on when you want to. It just came right up out of my spirit. Probably because I've been praying in tongues. <laughs> came right up out of my spirit. I said, no, he's always on. Is he or not? He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He's not going anywhere. He's always on. And any time you will step out to yield to him, to speak, to pray, to sing, to give thanks, utterance will flow. And the more you do, better it gets, stronger, and you develop in these things. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet if you would. 
Thanks be to God. Let's uh, let's act on it just a little bit. I mean, if you're in a real big hurry and got to go, well, just just take off. We won't be offended. If you've had all you want. <laughs> but if you hadn't practiced this at home, we give you a little bit of practice here. Right? And uh, the Lord said, many of your people are not doing this at home. Talking about in the churches here. Should we change that or not? Should we change it? You got to watch it because even when you see something real clearly like in a mirror, you can let it go. And we're not going to be talking on this subject forever. And so if you don't watch it, weeks and months can pass and you never implemented it. You never started doing it and you never started developing in it. So let's just not look around but focus on him and lift up our voice. And if you, if you don't speak in tongues, you can, you can join us right now. It's easy. It is so easy. All you got to do is ask and believe you receive and then speak by faith. So let's say it. Close your eyes. Don't be looking around. Say it out loud. Father God. I believe in you. I believe in Jesus. And I receive all he's done for me. And all you've given me. By faith. I confess Jesus. As Lord of my life. And you said. If I would ask you. For the Holy Spirit. You would give him to me. I'm asking you, fill me to overflowing with your Holy Spirit. Give me utterance in a new tongue like we've read about in your Holy Word. You're the same. You never change. I ask for this by faith. I take this into myself. I believe I receive. Give me utterance now as I speak by faith. Onto solidi, ishne vagani, imayandache, amele sono corocha, eva lombandi benize gani non et walo, elexidia don't jont no ma nenge nengsi shishi. Evit maromet nidi nyenishe, evit manganit manoko sonolek baninji ledia, esnamak gotne malit diat no, etlet manik diak no diviat ma, etvit mayet ningaik set ningaite, inche wanote. Don't be silent, speak out by faith. Don't speak in the language you know, speak by faith, and he'll give you utterance. Oh, Sikawe, Ishte Sikawe, Inje Maniente, Inde Elexorucho, Ite Kimayan Nintishne, Ipma Okamia Yetne Wantjuni Watdo, Ipne Asipe Kindeba Oxambia Indibanolo Osdo Osdo Osdo. Efia, Episha, Akane, Intida, Anonda, Osura, Eline, Ampaya, Imbici, Efede, Ekowe. 
Oh, Senpai, eh, Senpai, lift up your voice, begin to sing. Lift up your voice and sing in another tongue. Oh, Senpai, eh, Senpai, Marombero, Celo, Tante. Eso, 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 anco inche telo panto vido celo sa pacrope sa pencaro pa chantilo. A felon pense e comandange e se ne valo in paiandeci che va meanto. Don't just look, don't just watch, don't be silent, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. E cambaiche, e cambaiche, e cambaiche. Ansotero dalosi, esotero dalama, enasi, endojo, bonofelo, mendeselo, mondonice, manavanco. Beloncero, 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 cero, cero. Mon Cristo fe, mon danchonta, con bilo de, when so fe, one be codo. Male so di, male sonawe, male no sie. El croso, dan croso, dan goli wa she. Hallelujah. I just, I just sensed on that last part what I, part of what I was saying. So just close your eyes. Don't look at me. So I'm going to interpret it. Os kampaye eshdom mankapaye Out of you will flow 
rivers of living water. Awesome pal, Kelhuin, Yahelo, and they'll refresh you, they'll bless you, they'll lift you ever high. Amankusto, Elewanto, Imayante, in this world of confusion and darkness, Gimyen, Bawan, Bankam, and Palani, pull away and pull aside and seek my face and lift your voice and call, Wekoo, and Sing to me and declare to me and lift your voice and lift your heart and lift your faith and you echo and honey me and whileksi amania and you will see and you will know and you'll understand and secret places you'll go. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let's lift your voice. Give thanks to God. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I glorify you. Hallelujah. If you want to develop in this, we told you how just a few minutes ago. Did anybody remember? What, what, what we suggest to you to do? You got 150 of these. Is that right? And they're perfect. They're not just partially developed. They were perfect. Sing Psalm 125. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Sing through several of them. And then break out into one of your own. Hallelujah. You can do it in tongues. You can do it with your understanding. Do it interpretation and uh, if you mess up who's going to know right you know what will happen if you do nothing you won't develop and if, if I know anything about these things it's only because I've done it some of these things for years and I've made plenty of mistakes but you just don't quit right Because if they throw you a ball and you swing and you miss what do you say I'm done. I ain't never swinging again. No. No. What do you do? What do you do? You line up. Is that right? Swing again. And with this thing, it's the Lord's bat, the Lord's ball. We swing till we hit it. Is that right? We, it ain't three strikes you're out. We don't care if it's a hundred strikes. We, is that right? We just keep on till we hit one. How will you know? Your spirit will know. Your spirit will know. There's a quickening. There, there's life. There's a quick. You can tell when it's just flesh, it's dead. It's just dead. But when it's the Spirit of God, it's quickening. There's, there's life in it. Can you say amen? Come on, let's do it again. Lift your hands. Lift your voice. Speak in the Spirit. Sing in the Spirit. Awesome pain. Oh, 
Kilo Kanawa Denabi Shenavo Panali You are my Hawake My Hawake Always Kawai Shinto Velite Always Mahewa My God Oh hallelujah Praise you Lord Praise you Lord This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.